You're listening to The Influencer Podcast, episode number 13. In last week's episode, we learned how Melissa Griffin converted her blog and online courses into multi-million dollar enterprises using Pinterest, Facebook ads, and list building. In this week's episode, we talk with New York Times bestselling author, blogger, entrepreneur, and survivor, Lauren Scruggs-Kennedy, on creating a brand with balance, finding the gift of purpose through tragedy, and how to create boundaries for a healthier life. Welcome to the Influencer Podcast. Each week, Julie Solomon, a marketing strategist and New York Times bestselling publicist, takes you behind the scenes with successful influencers, bloggers, and industry elites in conversation to share how they engage, persuade, and grow their unique influence. Her mission is to share exclusive insider tips, wisdom, and action-based tools to help you strengthen, monetize, and build your own industry-leading influence. Hi, Influencers, and welcome to today's episode. Today's guest is someone that has become a very close friend of mine over the last year. She is one of those people who just lights up the universe whenever she's around. You can't help but be inspired by her kindness, encouraged by her grace, and empowered by her strength. And I'm so proud of her influence. She is a wellness warrior and a survivor, a New York Times bestselling author, a blogger who ignites honest talk and community by sharing stories rooted in balance. Miss Lauren Scruggs Kennedy is passionate about health and balance and is driven from a passion of wanting to educate and help others become their best selves. She just co-launched a new all-natural loose powder dry shampoo for all hair types called Stranded and recently founded the LSK Foundation, the Lauren Scruggs Kennedy Foundation, which exists to bring hope, restore dignity, and ignite faith in girls and and women with limb loss by providing beautiful prosthetics. Lauren was also named one of People Magazine's Heroes and Icons of 2017. And I cannot wait to have Lauren shine so much of her renewed joy and light in your life today. So Lauren, welcome. Thanks, Julie. That's like the sweetest intro. Well, you you are the sweetest human on the planet. So you deserve the sweetest intro. (laughs) Um, I just love you so much, as you know. Um, And I I can't wait for you just to share so much of your story and your wisdom to so many influencers out there. So I would love if you could share with us how you got started from your beginning you know, stages of modeling and really kind of doing blogger coverage before blogging was even a thing as a model at Fashion Week and how that turned into you becoming a full-time blogger and influencer. Yeah. So, um, I had two internships I was doing at, in the last year of college. So I was in New York and interned for Michael Kors showroom and then Gossip Girl wardrobe. Um, so they were totally separate things. One was very business oriented. One was super creative. And that's what kind of started my desire and passion for the fashion industry. And I came back to Dallas, which is where I'm from. And I felt kind of at, like I was experiencing a culture shock coming from New York back home a little bit. So I actually just started a blog. It wasn't Lolo Mag, but it was just my own little blog that I would just write and keep up with like trends and what was going on in fashion and just to keep myself inspired and educated and all that. Um, and then I remember seeing my friend Lindsay, who, um, I knew from growing up and she was, she posted a picture at New York fashion week. And, um, I was like, how old was I at the time? I was probably, oh gosh, 20, I think. And I 19 or 20 and I saw her post and I'm like, Lindsay, okay, 
how did you get involved with this? It was always kind of my dream to go to fashion week, but it seemed so like far, like such a distant dream. And I'm like, Hey, how'd you get connected? And she introduced me to one of her mentors and, um, she was a lady in her fifties and started this online magazine. And so I quickly got connected to her and she was living in Dallas at the time, that lady. And, um, she just taught me the ins and outs of like fashion reporting and writing and almost like a very technical sense, but with creativity as well. And so, um, she invited me to go to fashion week with her soon after that in New York. And from that point, I started going seasonally for probably like four or five years in New York. And then I ventured over to Paris and went to Montreal one season and which was super, super cool. And, um, kind of grassroots there, which made it even more special. And, um, so I got home from that and I was graduated from college at that point. And I just thought to myself, okay, what do I want to do? Like what encompasses all my passions? I was like, I loved the creativity of gossip girl. And I loved how every day was different and you're meeting all these people and connecting to brands. And then Michael Kors, I'm like, man, I love, um, I love math and I love business and kind of learning about all that. And then fashion week, I loved writing and I love people and, um, traveling a little bit. And so I came up with the decision of, I think I need to start a blog. And, um, this was in 2011 that I started really working on it. I was working at a little boutique at the time and then doing this on the side and, just working long days, um, getting everything together and figuring it out. Cause it was, um, very, very new to the blogging world. I remember following like two blogs and I'm serious. I bet there were like 10 blogs at the time. There were so little or so few. Um, so yeah, I ended up launching Lolo magazine, um, in August of 2011 with the vision of turning it into like a print magazine one day. Um, so yeah, that was kind of the beginning for me and loved every minute of it and learned so much. And so it was kind of like your, your passion for all the different, you know, creative elements that you loved. And then the experience that you were able to gain from Michael Kors and Gossip Girl and, you know, from the woman who kind of introduced you to that whole fashion week world and then really your relationships that yeah. kind of helped pull all of that together. Um, do you, do you, do you think that at the time with that whole, like, um, you know, I remember back then, like gossip girl was such a big show. Do you think that at the time, any of that kind of influenced the way that you perceived fashion or the way that you perceived blogging, because it was such a new concept at the time? Yeah, for sure. I think, um, I think what I realized even at gossip girl and in those experiences was, I was just surrounded by people that were so knowledgeable and creative and inspired and educated in fashion. Like it was so much more than just, um, we want to write like something quicker. I want to throw together an outfit. It was like research on, um, even for gossip world, like, okay, Blake Lively's character, Serena, like, what is she like? I want to create a whole look with this. What designer fits that? Like, what's her aesthetic and like putting mood boards up and just so many things like that. And I think what I realized was I want to be surrounded by people that are really truly passionate about it. And 
it was kind of interesting too, because so when I started, um, the blog or was in the process of doing that, there were like eight of us girls in Dallas. Some were starting blogs. Um, Amber Benz was one of them who was starting reward style at the time. And we were all just meeting together. I felt like it was of every week or every two weeks. And we created this little group, like I think it was called Dallas blogger society. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. We just created it because there was no history for blogging. So we literally had no idea like how to a make money, like how to set up a website correctly, just so many things. So we would all get together and kind of throw ideas off, you know, back and forth. And, um, I don't know. It was, it was fun. Well, and I, I love that you brought up, you know, Dallas and Amber and reward style and that society, because it really just goes to show you that, I mean, in just a matter of five to six years, how massive this industry has blown up and really how much reward style has kind of attributed to that. So I would love to know, since you are a Dallas girl, you know, how did, how do you think Dallas, you know, being from Dallas, living in Dallas and kind of being around those girls who were really kind of on the forefront, you included, of this new industry of blogging, how did that, you know, really kind of attribute to your success or influence you to really want to focus on this? Yeah, um, I think the biggest thing I learned through that was feeling comfortable and being okay asking people for help around you because I was thinking, okay, kind of like I was saying, like you couldn't look at looking in a book or like online or Google anything about blogging. Cause there's nothing. So I was like, okay, it just kind of, I guess, developed the confidence in me to be like, you know what? All of us bloggers should be in this together. We're like, we have been from the start and just what a, um, I don't know, like a special thing that was. And so now to this day, like, I feel like things are obviously continuously changing and growing and shifting in this industry. And so just finding the people around you that you can ask questions to, like, you know, I don't even know about how Instagram's changing or like how to engage more with your followers or how to, um, you know, just make your blog more attainable and more, you know, interesting to your audience and feeling okay, asking people for help and wisdom in that. Yeah, I would agree. I think that makes a lot of sense because I think that now that the industry is so saturated and there's so many people and people get really intimidated and comparisons kind of come around, it's like they people kind of forget that it's okay to ask for help and it's okay to ask questions and you know, we really should be in this together because there is no um there is no rule book, you know, there is no union. There is there is nothing kind of protecting us, so we really do have to kind of look out for one another. Yeah, for sure. And I, I feel like too, at the beginning there, I feel like we we're all trying to just find who we were in our like blogging space. And we're like, okay, how do we set ourselves apart? All of that. And I think it, I don't know, it was an important time too, because I think we're probably always doing that. We're always like shifting our brand and just becoming more of who we are. And I think that's what I learned. Just literally be who you are and that will set you apart. Cause we're all different from each other. So I don't know. It was just such a fun, a fun learning experience, but a fun thing to do together as friends and just entrepreneurs and yeah, all taking that risk together to start something that was, you know, a fresh industry. And I think what you just said is so important because I think there's a lot of influencers out there who may be 
or bloggers, YouTubers who may kind of still be in that phase of like, you know, I'm trying all these different things. I'm testing different things out. You know, I'm trying to really kind of figure out exactly who I am so I can be myself. And I love that you said that it, that was such an important time because I think that we all have to kind of go through that so we can figure out who it is that we are and how we want to show up in the world um, and show up through our blog and our Instagram feeds and all of that. So I think that that's a very natural and normal part of this uh, career to have to go through. It's not like you just wake up one day and you're like, okay, this is exactly who I am. I think that you you do have to kind of test a lot of things out um, for sure. And, um, you know, sometimes you even have to like completely rebrand, which, you know, I know that you did. And, um, you know, I know that you kind of started your, your first blog, Lolo Mag in 2011, mm-hmm. but last year you went through an, your own rebrand. And so can you share with us why, why you decided that it was time for you to rebrand and how that kind of reshaped things for you and turned out for you? Yeah. So, so I started my blog, like you said, in, I think it was like August, 2011 and was growing super quickly. Um, I was thinking about like, Whoa, I think I need to hire people. Like I've wasn't sure what to do. And then two months later I got into an accident, um, which kind of put me on a two year pause just with all of work and just a total time of healing and recovering and all of that. And so, um, shortly after I was kind of getting back into everything, I met my husband and started dating him and then moved to California. And I remember literally being in my little apartment in California, um, before we got married and I was thinking to myself, okay, I know I started this blog for such a purpose and a reason. And I felt like God just made it really clear to me to do it. And so I was thinking like, okay, I feel like this is just not fully me and I don't know what it is that needs to change. And I became passionate about a lot of new things after my accident that I was working on as well. So I'm like, do I have time to do my blog. Like I was just kind of going through a lot of kind of, um, discovering like what career path was right for me. But I just kept coming back to the fact that I know blogging is just like, it came into my life for a reason. And, um, so I was talking to my friend Angela and she was telling me about you and I know we've been friends for a while too, but I didn't, I think this was right when you were starting rebranding, which is, um, or just PR and really diving into that, which is, I know a new venture for you as well, which is, or something you've been experienced in, but going fully into that. Um, and so, yeah, guys, and by the way, anyone that's listening, Julie is like the best person ever to work with. And, um, Julie, as you know, uh, I felt like this rebranding experience was just such it felt like counseling sessions between the two of us. It was like, Oh my gosh, you're just realizing so much about yourself and becoming like really self-aware and even just breaking through fears you may have and just really discovering your true purpose in writing and creating a community, which is a blog and all of that. And it was just such a life-changing time, like a, a few months that we were working on that. And yeah, so we really, um, came to just a clear vision for the blog and totally rebranded. And now it's one of the best feelings when you come to that point, because now I'm like so confident in the fact that I am speaking what I'm passionate about daily on my blog and 
sharing it with people and just how to have balance in your life, have wellness in every aspect of your life, incorporating fashion into that, um, talking about just real life instances, like what it was like moving away from family and coming to a new city or, um, just how to, I don't know, balance, like balance life and career and family and friends and working out and all of that. So it's been such a sweet experience and I'm thankful for you being such a big part of that. Oh, and I'm so thankful for you. It was such an honor for those who don't know. I, I got to work with Lauren last year through her rebranding. Um, I consulted her and really kind of guided her through that, but it was such an honor to be able to do that and just to really see you kind of reveal yourself in a different way and really show up in a new way that perhaps you never had before. And like you said, we were laughing because there would be tears and there would be like these moments, these aha moments that we would have. But I think that someone who's really living their brilliance, which to me, I think your brilliance should be your brand. It's your mission. It's your um, service. It's your calling from God, I, I believe. And so when someone really shows up to authentically and intentionally and passionately, you know, live their brilliance and really work hard at that, you really do get this expansion and this kind of awakening. And then you're able to celebrate that and you know it because you feel it. It's like this vibrational thing in your soul that happens. And so, you know, being able to go through that with you and seeing that with you firsthand was such an honor and an experience. But more than anything, I just congratulate you so much for showing up and doing the work and, you know, kind of seeing when it was time to do that and listening to that voice, because I think a lot of times people may know that something is not working or it's just not their full, true brilliance, but they don't really listen to the small voice. And I always say that eventually that small voice is not going to be small anymore. It's going to be this like loud screaming voice at you and you're not going to be able to avoid it. So I think that you're, you know, a perfect testament and example to someone who just listened to what you knew was right and you were able to rebrand and you got a lot of amazing, you know, experiences that came from that, which we're going to talk about in just a moment. So, um, my friends as creators, we work so hard creating our content. So we don't want to leave it up to things like an algorithm to determine how successful our online brands and businesses can be. And that is why I love Kajabi. Kajabi is the ultimate all-in-one platform that helps creators and entrepreneurs like myself build successful online businesses by unlocking predictable recurring revenue. And I know they can help you too. No matter your niche, Kajabi makes it easy to turn your skills, your passions, your experiences into enriching offers like online courses, exclusive membership sites, subscription podcasts, communities, personalized coaching, and so much more. What I love about Kajabi is that not only does it make it super easy to use, but they don't take a cut of your revenue because everything is owned and controlled by you. You don't need a huge audience to make a sustainable income online. I talk about that all the time here on the podcast. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi making six and seven figures without having hundreds of thousands of followers, and you can too. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business. Go to kajabi.com slash influencer. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash influencer. Go to kajabi.com slash influencer and join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion. 
My friends, have you ever thought that you have done the hard part? You have started your business and you have taken that leap from belief into really stepping out and claiming a vision for yourself. But you know that if you want to make money doing what you love, you need other support. You need to grow. You need to scale. You need a marketing strategy. You need a lot of this stuff. Now, of course, I talk so much about these things, right? Like how to identify your target audience, where to find them, which marketing channels to focus on. So you're really making the most out of your budget. And of course, how to use things like data to set goals. But there's another great podcast that I love out there that also talks about this stuff. And it's called This is Small Business. This is Small Business, an original podcast from Amazon, answers so many of these kinds of questions. Whether you're dreaming of starting your business or you're looking to take a part-time side hustle full-time, or maybe you're a few years in and you're ready to scale. This is Small Business is going to give you the practical tips that you can start using today. And I know that if you love these topics on my podcast, you're going to love them on this one too. Make sure to follow This is Small Business on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you don't miss these fantastic episodes. And a big thanks to This is Small Business business for sponsoring the show. I, and I do want to also touch on a little bit for those that may be learning about you for the first time today, as you did mention about six years ago, you were involved um, in an accident that actually, you know, it left you losing your left hand and your left eye. And that's just something that I'm sure we all know. It's, I mean, it's beyond imaginable for so many of us to, to fathom. I mean, it's not that just doesn't happen every day to, to, to people. Um, but the way that you've been able to transition that experience into your life today is just so inspiring. And I would love it if you could just share how you were able to take such a shift in your life and turn it into this beautiful gift of influence and service and health conscious minded, um, love. Oh, thanks, Julie. Um, well, the first thing is honestly just my faith because there were so many days that felt impossible and just kind of, obviously you're in shock for a little bit as well of, um, you know, you're just going, you're taking 12 hours at a time and healing and, um, walking through recovery and even just thinking about the future and what life will look like. And, um, a lot of times, I mean, every moment of every day, I just had to lean on the Lord and, um, pray and just fill myself with truth in those times when I was filled with fear and lies and all of that of just who I was now and just truly realizing like beauty is so much about your character and even how you handle struggle and your perspective on that and just what our purpose is in this life in life right now and um also just um I shortly after had met Bethany Hamilton, who is now a dear friend. And she was in, she was bit by a shark um, over 10 years ago and lost her arm as well. And, um, just meeting her opened my eyes so much to the importance of surrounding yourself with amazing people and community and also people that have been through something similar. So even if your story is different, like um, our stories are so different, but we both, both lost a limb and just being able to walk through life with people like that around you, um, really encouraged me and also showed me the importance of me reaching out to girls and helping them just like I was comforted in that way. Um, so yeah, I just know also that God has just such purpose and pain. And I think it, I don't think I actually just believe it makes you just such 
a stronger person and to me made me so much more aware of what other people are going through and not just my own problems or my own life and um, made me just really passionate about other people's stories and um, yeah, just giving my time to do honestly what people did with me as well. Like bringing comfort and love and just um, like safety in such a time of um, pain and just transition um, of learning new things and how to do things differently and all of that. And so, yeah, it's been such a joy to, I don't know, like walk into life in such a new way with like such a new vision um, after that accident. Yeah. And it's something that I think truly just, you exude in just through you. I mean, it's like, it's such a gift to be able to say that, you know, I'm, I'm your friend and I actually get to like see you and have coffee with you and have lunch with you and have you in my life because it is such a joy. And it really is a fantastic reminder to all of us that even though we may not be able to make sense of things and tragedies and accidents and everything like that, that happens, it's really, you know, it's kind of goes back to that like quote. It's like life is 1% what happens to you and 99% how you react to it and how you deal with it. And it's, it's so true. And, um, you know, and so, you know, for anyone who wants to learn more about Lauren and in that particular moment of her life, she is a best-selling author of two amazing books. And I know that she talks about um, that time in her life in those books. So you can find those on Amazon, um, Lauren, if you want to share those titles. Yes. So the first book was called, or is called Still Lolo. And basically it's just, um, kind of a discussion coming from our whole family's perspectives on what it was like to, um, walk through the recovery together. And it's, I think it's so special just because it shares kind of my mom's point of view, my dad's point of view, my twin sister's point of view. And, um, I just know everyone goes through pain at some point in their life. And so it's such, um, I don't know, I think it can be encouraging to those going through things. And, um, also, I feel like when you are the source of the accident or the illness or whatever it might be, um, it's easy to forget sometimes about the people surrounding you that are going through it as well. So yeah, um, I think it's encouraging to those walking with people through, um, tragedy or illness and yeah. And then my second book is called your beautiful heart and it's geared towards, um, teenage girls, but really a lot of women read it as well. And it's just, uh, 31 short chapters, um, that touch on a story from my life and then, um, just speak kind of a message through that story. And, um, you can even use it as like a devotional if you want to, or just read a chapter a day just to be encouraged, um, whatever that might be. But yeah, I've heard, um, just such sweet response from that book and how it's really, um, influenced a lot of women and girls. And so, so special to hear that. Yeah. And I think it's a great reminder for people that are listening today because, you know, we all come from different walks of life and struggles and pain and no matter what, 
you may be going through, whether it's emotional, physical, mental, just to know that you're not alone. And I loved what you said about the perspective of your family, because I think that is something that, you know, everyone focuses on, you know, the incident or, you know, this one thing and, and not, not really being mindful of like, you know, there's so many other people that are, that were part of, of the, the situation as well. And, um, and they're, and they have a, a really, you know, beautiful perspective on, on it as well. So I, I love that book. I think it's fantastic. And I encourage everyone listening to, to look into those. Um, they're really amazing and, um, kind of flowing into my next, um, question that I wanted to ask you from all of this, um, you know, your, your start as a blogger and model to, you know, the shift in your life with the accident to, you know, us working together last year with your rebrand. One of the things that we were talking about when we were really kind of sifting through your, you know, your, um, your, your mission statement, your brilliance was, um, you know, what kind of, you know, sum up what all of that means to you today. And we always kind of went back to that phrase being rooted in balance. Um, because no matter what life throws at you, essentially, it's all about kind of staying, you know, on that even kill and, and, and trying to be as rooted in that balance as you can, because you never want to get too high with the highs or too low with the lows. So, um, you know, I love that you always talk about that. I know that that's part of your tagline. I know that that's part of your mission. So what does this mean for you as an influencer, you know, being rooted in balance and how do you try to share that every day with your audience? Yeah. So, oh my gosh, I feel like it goes in so many different directions, but First, I would say just balancing your whole life in general. So um, for me, it'd be my husband and knowing when I need to slow down and rest and knowing when I need to take care of myself and just um, being a wife and like going to the store and cooking dinner and doing all that because I'm passionate about it and um, traveling and writing and working and just really balancing all those things and understanding kind of the rhythm of how to do that. Um, and just being okay with saying no and, um, yeah, time management and all of that. And then I would also say just balance in always staying humble and, um, realizing, oh my gosh, what a gift it is to be able to create a community online and, have a voice and, um, speak about things that you're passionate about and see that influencing others. And yeah, instead of getting so wrapped up in the opportunities or the brain collaborations, all of that, just, um, being so grateful and just, um, living in that and also just health wise, I'm so passionate about it. And so just, um, staying at a good, balance, balance with wellness. So, um, yeah, how you're feeding your body, um, food and even just friendships and, um, how you work out and just how you take care of yourself, whether that's like yesterday, for example, I didn't have a lot of time and I'm like, I need to go sit in an infrared sauna because I feel like I'm inflamed from traveling and I need to just like go take care of myself and just I was like, I'm going to be okay if I take an hour out of my day and do that. And just making your own care, like your own self-care a priority. And yeah, there's a lot of aspects, which is so fun. But um, I think balance is just so key. And I've learned that a lot over the last few years. 
And that's one of the things that I find most inspiring about you is how intentional and how much you really do put that that intention of balance as a priority in your life. I mean, not only am I obsessed with like all of your amazing you know, food and recipes and all of that. I love going to the site and just seeing all the new things that you're creating and what you want to create. And even on your Instagram, like your, you know, the different lattes that you get, or, you know, I, I love talking food with you and seeing what you're eating because you, you eat so healthy and it's so inspiring, but really to kind of show everyone that if you do, if you do make it a priority, then it will become a part of your daily life. And at the end of the day, if you don't take care of yourself, then you can't take care of anyone. And I know that as a mom, I know that. And, you know, one day when you become a mom, Lauren, you're going to know that as well. But I think that it's going to probably be a little bit more manageable for you because you've already made it part of your daily lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel feel like it's taken such practice because even okay, saying no for me has been one of the hardest things my whole life. And I remember in high school, I used to commit to like three things on a weekend night. And I would be like, Oh my gosh, I'm so overwhelmed. And I'd talk to my mom and my mom's like, Whoa, do you really want to do all three of these things? Are you just saying yes to everything? I'm like, just saying yes. I didn't really think about if I wanted to do it. I just said yes, because it sounded fun in the moment. And didn't really think through it. So I think, um, just over the years of kind of learning the hard way, I've learned to just really step back and think, okay, do I really want to go to dinner with that person on that night? Will I be exhausted? Cause it's a long day that day with meetings and a photo shoot or whatever it might be. And will I have the energy and just thinking through it ahead of time or, um, just feeling confident saying, no, I, I read this book, present over perfect by Shauna Nyquist. And it seriously changed my life in that way because it talks about the importance of boundaries and, um, just saying no. And if you you might disappoint people and you might upset people and that's okay because you are doing something that's so important and you're creating rest in your life and balance. And, um, even Jason and I, we, I feel like we've gotten really, um, aware of when we need to just stop and rest and just even hang out with each other and, or go on a weekend getaway and just, um, like regroup if we've had a really busy week, whatever that might be. And, um, it's just been one of the most important things that I've learned. And it's also made me better in my career and even a better friend and a better wife and all of that. I think so too. And I think that it really kind of shows how how amazing that life can be if you learn to say no. You know, it's like by saying no, you can actually end up saying yes to so many other things that truly do, you know, help you be a more purposeful person and a more driven person and, and really live that life that you're wanting to live. Yeah. I even remember my dad so after my accident, I had a lot of people reaching out like, um, do you want to speak at this church? Do you want to, um, I don't even know, just a lot of like do this media thing or whatever it might be. And my dad just told me from the start, he was like, okay, you're going to get a lot of great opportunities. Like they're all going to be probably awesome, but that doesn't mean you have to say yes to everything. That's great. Like you're going to have to turn down a lot of amazing things. Um, but really like think through what, 
is a part of your purpose and what you you're really passionate about what you want to do. And, um, I've even done that with speaking. Like I don't have a desire to speak. So I just immediately, I'm like, I just don't do that. And, but being okay with that being like, okay, that doesn't have to be a part of my story, even though people might think it's supposed to be a part of my story, just really knowing yourself, what you're wanting for your life and being okay with saying no to things that don't fit in that. Yeah, that is. I mean, that's, that's being rooted in balance right there. Um, I want to talk about challenges for a little bit with, you know, social media and blogging. I would love to know, what do you find the most challenging about connecting with your current audience or really just kind of your new audience that you know is out there? Yeah. So it's kind of interesting for me because I feel like a lot of my audience started following me after my accident and after I got married to Jason. So more for like personal reasons, which is so endearing and sweet and all of that. And so then I have the career side, which is blogging. And I think for a while it just wasn't a super personal blog. So I wasn't talking about my life that much. Um, so now I am, which is cool. Cause I feel like that just blends the audience together really well. But I think just learning like what engages them the most and it's kind of a trial and error type thing. But I think what I've realized in the last even couple months since we've rebranded is just, um, how like people just love hearing like your genuine, like you, like, (laughs) I don't know, like what you go through on the, on a daily basis or like a struggle you might have or, um, yeah, like guys, it's been hard for me to like adjust to California and I miss my family in Dallas and just how Jason and I have worked together to, um, just create a life here and, um, encourage each other in that. And I realize just people want to hear reality and just, um, yeah, genuine life. And I think even in the blogging world, it can look so luxurious from the outside and, my gosh, you're getting all these like free clothes and free beauty products or whatever that might be. And really just, um, kind of showing like, yes, all those things are wonderful. And, um, it's like such a gift and a blessing, but also realizing, okay, um, I want to speak like from my heart and also, yes, share, like for me, it's just clean toxin free beauty products and all that that can help others in their life. But, um, I think it all comes down to just being genuine and encouraging people in their own journey and own story. I agree. And I think that one of the things that we've seen a shift in, because I want, I feel like even just like two years ago when it came to blogging and, and Instagram and social media, everything was all about the perfection. It was like every photo had to be you know, from a professional photographer, you know, your aesthetic, the way that the colors that you used on your social media feed all had to flow, all had to look the same. Um, you know, everything, it, it was supposed to kind of be this like perfectly curated, you know, uh, brand, if you will. But I think that that's really shifted in 2017. What I've really found to be, you know, a really engaging thing is what you just talked about is that idea of just really showing up, you know, talking about 
struggles, challenges, triumphs, celebrations, all of those things that we go through as human beings. And really, I know that we've talked about this too, like some of the, some of the most highly engaged photos nowadays are not the ones that are done by a professional photographer. They're the ones that you just snap on your iPhone. Yes, I know. Yeah. And I just, I feel like that that's probably one of the biggest challenges that bloggers, you know, or, or influencers on social media are facing right now is, is trying to kind of test that out and find the balance in that. Like, does my audience want to see more of that curated content or do they want to see more of my real life? And if they do want to see more of my real life, how do that, I blend that into my brand. But I think that, you know, you really hit the nail on the head with, with talking about how my Southern just came out. Now on the head uh, <laughs> with talking about um, how that has been, you know, a challenge with your audience, but a really amazing way that you've been able to connect with them as well. And really just listening to what they want. Like you did, you said, you know, my audience really wanted to know more about my life and, you know, Jason and what life is like in LA. So I show them more of that, you know, so I, I would agree with you on that. And speaking of this Jason guy, like who is this, who's this Jason guy and how does, how has he, um, impacted your influence as, you know, as this person on, um, on social media and as a blogger? Oh my gosh. So Jason's my husband and, um, he's like my favorite human ever. Um, he's, he's, he's a pretty awesome person. human. Yeah. He's the best. Um, but oh my gosh, I think, He's just honestly, one of the biggest things I, I don't know the right word, attribute to him. Is that the right word? Mm -hmm. Attribute Um, is he's just helped me fully be myself. So coming to a new city and I was used to being around my friends and family that walked with me through the accident. So they see me without my arm, they see me without my eye, all of that. And just don't think anything of it. Like they think it's weird if I have my arm on, they're like, what are you doing? And all of that. And then coming to a new city and feeling safe doing that. And even just safe, like talking about, um, even any struggle I might have and just the idea of not being perfect and not coming across as perfect. And I think I, I got really used to hiding in some sense. So, um, and we talked about this too. Um, but just like, I think it, in a blog or on a blog, it's so easy to hide. Like you can cover up your real life with beautiful outfits and, um, I don't know, trips and travel and talking about your favorite food and all of that and your experiences. And, um, I think what I've realized is, you know what, like my blog is such a place where I need to stop hiding. And, um, I think that's really what engages people. And so Jason's been one of the biggest, um, just supporters and of that. And has also just helped me become so aware of who I am and feel safe and confident and not hiding. Yeah. And I, I love that you guys as, as a team and as a marriage, as husband and wife really do bring that out you know, in one another. And I know that there has to be, I mean, especially too, cause he's just an amazing public speaker. He's, he's the, you know, he's one of the anchors of E that's what he does for a living. It's his background and his experience to really kind of show up on that public platform. So I think that, you know, having, having just that comfort and support of knowing that he's there, you know, has got to be such an amazing way for you to then be able to kind of spread that within your own influence and your own audience. 
Yeah, it's amazing. And I think it's cool to have kind of a partner in making decisions too, even with your brand. So it's like, oh my gosh. Um, yeah, just having someone to talk things through with and brainstorm with and all of that makes it fun and just good. I don't know. Sometimes you need someone to kind of pour some truth into a decision or, um, yeah, I don't know. I agree. (laughs) Yeah. I think having, having that partner is, is so important. Um, let's talk about brands a little bit. Um, you get to work with a lot of awesome brands. Um, you've worked with Frame, Nordstrom, Revlon, um, Bella Doll, who I love and Janessa Leone. I would love if you could share, you know, just any personal tips that you have for other influencers or bloggers who may be listening when it comes to working with brands. Because what I think is really awesome about you and your own brand is that when you work with brands, it's not usually a one-time thing. You know, it's really, you know, you've done a fantastic job of kind of really building that long-term relationship. And you have a lot of brands that come back two, three, four, five times over to want to continue to collaborate with you. So what is your secret or your tip in, in cultivating that longer term relationship? So it's not just like this one-off deal. Yes. So I think the first thing is just, um, only agreeing to brand collaborations that completely, that you completely love. So, um, I don't ever agree to a brand collaboration that I either wouldn't wear or wouldn't eat or if it's a food thing or, um, wouldn't put on my face or body. And if it's a beauty situation and just like really loving it. And then also just, um, you may have to start out small and build that, that relationship with that brand and being okay with that. Like, I'm not just out for the, like, obviously you have to make money because it's your business, but I'm not out just for the dollar signs. I want to like really connect with brands, um, that also want to connect with people. And I was actually just talking with a couple about this that do PR with really cool brands. And, um, they were saying that a lot of brands are just really getting to that point where they want to just start building genuine relationships with people. And that creates such beautiful content because it's so real. Like, it's not just like, Oh, this is an ad. Okay. I'm going to like try to put something together really fast and post it on my social media. It's like, no. Okay. Like for frame, for example, like I am a denim lover and I love frame denim, like truly. And they're some of my favorite jeans. And that takes me like, I pick denim over a dress a lot of times. Um, and so that will carry me through brand meetings or a date with my husband or traveling to see my family, whatever that might be, but just bringing brands into your real life and, um, also just being kind to the people you're working with and realizing like we're all in this together. And because you're the blogger and you're getting paid, you're not like, I don't know, you're not like better than the person you're working with. And so always just having kind conversation with people and just being grateful to them as well. Yep. And that's what you're, you're always so, that's who you are at your natural core. So you're so great at that. And that's why people love to work with you. Um, I want to talk about some of the amazing things that you have created. Um, and really recently, um, you have, you know, your dry shampoo for all hair types stranded that came out this year. Um, obviously being a Texas girl, we know that you love hair. (laughs) So can you talk a little bit about how, how stranded came about and why you were really influenced to create this with your friend? Yes. Okay. So 
I was living in Dallas at the time with one of my best friends, Anna, and, um, she came home one day and we're both blonde. So we used baby powder a little bit in high school for dry shampoo purposes. And she came home and she was like, "Lo, I feel so bad for our brunette friends because they can't use, you know, dry shampoo in powder form because it turns their hair gray. And even a lot of the aerosol sprays did the same. And so she was like, I feel like we need to create a dry shampoo powder for brunettes. I'm like, that is a great idea. And we both just really got on top of it and started researching immediately about, um, just really healthy products that are good for your scalp and your hair and, um, even colorants that are really healthy for your hair as well. And, um, which was super hard to find. Um, but we did a ton of research. We created kind of our dream hair product just for fun in our apartment, tested the brunette version out of my sister. Cause she's, she has brown hair and absolutely loved it. Scented it with essential oils. It was perfect. And then we were like, Oh crap, we don't know what to do now. So it was like basically a four year process of waiting and learning and, um, knowing what the next step might be. But, um, in December we launched our product and it was so exciting and kind of surreal because it had just started as like kind of a personal passion of the two of ours. And, um, and I don't know, it just coming out was so fun, but basically it's a powdered dry shampoo for blondes, brunettes, and redheads. So there's a shade for each one and it's a really clean, um, beauty product and, we just love it so much and we hope everyone loves it too. It's Um, really awesome. I love it. It's been, it was just one of the sweetest learning experiences and, and still is, oh my gosh, so much because things are constantly changing. And, um, my twin sister and her husband joined the team. So it really is like a family business and there's four of us. And, um, it was kind of funny because we did BeautyCon New York a couple weekends ago and, so the four of us are in New York together and we're like building our booth. We like show up on Thursday to start like, you know, setting it up because the conference was on um, a Saturday and we're the only brand setting up our booth. Like everyone had like professional people, like no hearing <laughs> stuff. And we're like, Oh my gosh, this is uh, hilarious and kind of amazing. We were like in our backpacks, like our, have our suitcases, all of our like equipment. We're like sweating. Cause we like walked from like, the subway all the way to the destination. We're like, Oh my gosh. Um, but it just made us feel like so accomplished. It was such a bonding experience and we learned so much and, um, yeah, I don't know. It's been like a very growing, just special, uh, journey with that. Yeah. And I think with something like that, you kind of have to do, I mean, you, you do get in the trenches and, and do it yourself and, you know, and I, I think that's what makes you appreciate it even more. Totally. And I think, it's just so, it makes us like more proud of our product. And I think just doing it together is so special because we're like, I don't know, you just really have to um, like team up and figure it out and do it and grind a little bit. And um, yeah, so it's been super fun. Yeah. And then I want to get into the foundation. Um, you know, you founded the Lawrence Griggs Kennedy Foundation and it's such an amazing foundation and, you know, just being able to you know, provide prosthetics for girls and women who have experienced limb loss is just, just powerful and beautiful and so amazing. And how does, um, the Lawrence Gross Kennedy foundation challenge you to be more accountable 
as an influencer and as someone who really has this, this, um, you know, um, launching pad, if you will, to really make a difference? Wow. That's such a good question. Um, I would say it kind of just hones in on the importance of serving other people and how like creating and creating space in your life to do that. Cause it's been another project that it takes a lot of time and you want to put a hundred percent into it and, um, really like walk alongside these girls that we're providing for. Um, and so, yeah, I think part of it too is being okay with asking for help. So I started with two, one girl, her name's Ashley. And then Lisa is a lady. She's, um, my mom's age and has a beautiful family. And, um, Ashley lost her leg when she was around eight years old in a train accident and, um, or sorry, lost her foot. And then Lisa lost her leg in a motorcycle accident when she was 16. But just like being okay with asking for help, like, Hey guys, my week is really crazy. Can you reach out to this girl this week or whatever that might be? And knowing what your skills are, um, and being okay with not trying to wear a million hats, but do what you are gifted at. Um, and then also just realizing how a lot of things can like connect. So it's been really cool to watch how brands love to serve people. And so, we have a few brands that are sponsoring girls, um, to receive a prosthesis and it's just the, one of the most like heartwarming things and just seeing how your businesses can collide in a really beautiful way. Um, and just, yeah, living from your passion and what your heart is kind of leading you to do. And for me, I'm just so, um, just filled with joy to, I guess just walk alongside these girls and like we were talking about earlier, like helping them not feel alone. And I've been there. So I want to kind of share my journey with them too. Cause that's what encouraged me so much when girls were doing that with me. Yeah. It, and it's, it is so encouraging. And I do, I think like you hit the nail on the head that not only does this, I said it again, not only does this, um, inspire you and inspire those around you, but you know, the, it, it really helps build your, your platform so you can serve even more. Um, before we wrap this up, I would love to know what, who, who are some influencers out there that really inspire you? You know, whether it's people that you know, or people that you, that you don't know, you've just met them through social media. Um, the ones that, you know, really kind of, kind of make you want to be a better influencer. Yeah. Um, well, Angela Lanter, she's one of my, uh, closest friends, I feel like she is just a wealth of knowledge in this industry. And I feel like she just does a great job of um, just balancing who she is and really truly uh, staying with, like, I don't know, keeping her brand consistent and um, doing what she loves, but then balancing life as a whole and um, just love her so much and feel just so proud of her for always staying kind of ahead of the times and researching and, um, knowing how to, I don't know, just stay consistent. And another person is, so her name's Jerry Hirsch and I were actually messaging last week, but I've never met her in person yet. But what's so funny about this is, um, when I started my blog in 2011, one of the like three blogs I was following was because I'm addicted 
And she had started it way back then. And, um, now I feel like recently I kind of discovered like, Oh my gosh, she's shifted her blog completely into wellness and, um, clean beauty and just a lot of similar things that I'm passionate about. So it's really cool to see someone doing a similar thing and learning from her and, um, just from reading her blog and seeing how she kind of approaches health and wellness in her own life is just really cool. And she seems like such a classy, like, um, awesome person. So yeah, I respect her a lot, even though I've never met her in person. Yeah. And she has, I, I love her feed and she has great, uh, you know, just a sense of style and the way that she pulls it all together. I love as well. Yes. yes. I love her stuff. Um, and then of course, Angela, I love Angela too. She was actually episode eight of the podcast. So if anyone listening wants to hear more from Angela, definitely check that episode out. She, as Lauren said, she is a wealth of knowledge. Um, so one last question before we wrap this up, and it's a question that I ask everyone who comes on the show. Um, what does influence mean to you? Oh, wow. Um, I would say just fully being yourself. And, um, someone recently told me that humility is the acceptance of being who you are, which is such an interesting definition. And I just loved that. Um, so I think just being who you are and staying humble in that and just loving people well and being real about your life and just continually being self-aware and working on your own self and that, um, influences so many people in so many ways. Um, and then just, yeah, like learning how to balance life and, um, I don't know, just, I don't know, being, um, willing to talk about what you're passionate about and walking confidently in your own story and your own journey. Yeah. And I love that idea of being self-aware. That's one that no one has said yet, but I think oh, that's really good. Um, okay. So where can everyone find you stranded? You know, obviously we talked about your books there on Amazon and more information about the, the Lawrence Gross Kennedy foundation. Where can everyone find all this good stuff? Yes. So my Instagram, I feel like Instagram is just the best. So Instagram, my personal Instagram is at Lauren Scruggs and then stranded Instagram is at the stranded shop. And the foundation Instagram is at the LSK foundation and all of the links are in the bios of those Instagrams. So you can check out all the websites there and yeah, that's about it. Awesome. Well, if you guys are listening today and you want to learn more about Lauren, dive deeper into some of these conversations, get some of the direct links to the books and all the other good stuff that we talked today, then I would love uh, for you to check out the show notes of this episode where I lay out some of the most important takeaways that Lauren drove home for us today. And you can find those show notes as always at www.theinfluencerpodcast.com. And Lauren, just thank you so much again for always showing up and being such a light and sharing your story and your struggles and your gifts. And, you know, you're just such an inspiring woman and I'm so proud and honored to call you a friend. Oh, thanks, Julie. I'm so grateful for you. Such an honor to be on. Thanks for having me. 
Are you ready to create your own industry-leading influence? For show notes, downloads, and action-based tips, head to www.theinfluencerpodcast.com, where you can find out more about this week's episode, guest, and our host, Julie Solomon. If you enjoyed this week's episode, please take a minute to go to iTunes and leave a review so we can help other influencers like yourself build their own successful business.